Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to a special Wednesday edition of District of Conservation. You may have noted the change to Mondays that we are now going to go through with. I think Monday is a better fit for publishing episodes of the podcast. But anyway, on this special episode, it is our roundtable discussion with some awesome ladies of outdoor media, especially fishing. And I spoke to five really unique women from diverse backgrounds, fishing experience levels, at Headwaters on the Soqui, some ladies I brought down with me to come experience and test the lodge, which is managed by Mark Lovell. And it's a beautiful property that spans about 600 acres nestled in the mountains of North Georgia. It's spectacular. I cannot rave enough about it. And these ladies got to experience that firsthand and become Soqui slayers as Anyone who has been successful in catching and landing trout there will be dubbed a Soqui Slayer. So they all became Soqui Slayers and had a blast at the lodge. So here are their fish tales and their thoughts. And we talked about a range of things, ranging from the state of fly fishing, what they individually do, how to build camaraderie in the sport, how to encourage more women to take up fishing and fly fishing in particular, and just all sorts of stuff. It was a fun conversation. We had a blast and they were so wonderful to spend time with. I really think you're going to enjoy their thoughts. Check it out. Welcome to a special episode of District of Conservation. At the time of this airing, we will have already left Headwaters on the Soqui, but I'm joined by some of the women I brought down to Georgia or from Georgia to here. We have several local people. We brought a lot of people from out of state, some really awesome women, some that have become friends recently and some longtime friends that I've had in the industry who know their stuff, know fishing, are new to fly fishing or more becoming more versatile in trout fishing and on the fly, etc. And they're going to introduce themselves and talk about their experience here at the lodge where I've been doing a little bit of client work trying to help lodge owner get some more women to come here and scout this place out because it is very beautiful and I think everyone's going to really be interested to to fish here because I've posted about it and I think people are curious to know more so you guys are going to get a in-depth look for those of you listening at home but ladies there are five of you this is probably the most we'll have on the podcast ever which is awesome but ladies thank you so much for coming to the event and for talking to me on my podcast Yes, of course. Thank you for ha- thank you for having, having us. Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. And Cindy is making some coffee as we're recording this. But briefly introduce yourselves and your affiliations. Where do you come from, and who do you write for, or what do you do? Are you a content creator, things of that sort? So, Debbie, you want to start? Anyone sure. Want to start? My name is Debbie Hansen, and I'm from Estero, Florida. I have a blog called She Fishes Two. That's the number two. And I, I typically blog about different types of fishing-related subjects, more how-to-oriented um, subject 
um, blog posts and articles, and I also am a contract blogger for TakeMeFishing.org. So, um, yeah, and then I'm also a part-time fishing guide. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Anyone can go next. Feel free to chime in who wants to introduce themselves. <laughs> My name is Becca Powell, and I am a um, associate editor for Dunn Magazine, which is an awesome read. Thank you, thank By you. By Jen Ripple and all of you ladies. Yes. You guys do a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also um, very involved in the environmental movement. I've uh, worked within uh, the waterkeeper movement for, oh heck, like 13 or 14 years now. Um, And I also work with the Orvis Company. Very nice. My name is, or I'm Emily George. You can say your names. I'm I'm informal. (laughs) (laughs) We're having fun. (laughs) I... I'm from Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, I live a little bit closer to Richmond right now. I am a freelancer. I've been freelancing in the outdoors for a couple of years now. Um, I also work for the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation as their policy and communications coordinator. Um, but I love I love the outdoors, and and I'm a member of CIOPA, and I think that that has ultimately you know launched my career as far as being an outdoor communicator and being able to come on experiences and opportunities like this is just incredible. I won't get into that, but no, no, no. Awesome. <laughs> sure. And actually we have a past guest on the podcast. Lexi Quinn is also here too. So she's yeah. going to briefly share more. And I, I think your podcast was one of my best performing recently. Everyone really was interested by your story and background. Yeah. Well, that's good. To but hear. she's back. She's yeah. actually in the flesh this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I was, I don't know if I was sick last time, too. You did my, fine. My, um, <laughs> my voice is left. But I'm Lexi Quinn. I am a former firefighter. Um, I used to work for the Forest Service doing wildland firefighting for um, about four years. And I did, I was a firefighter EMT before that for several years also. But now I have my own media business doing videography mostly, some photography. It's called Roaming Huga Media, H-Y-G-G-E. It's hard to pronounce. Um, and I also write for my own blog, which is called Life Beyond Limits Official. It's basically about stepping out of your comfort zone and doing things in life that you never thought you would ever do or like actually having a realistic bucket list and making your bucket list really come to life. Um, so I promote like how to's and different experiences. I promote travel and meditation and really just doing things that you never thought you could do or um, would be able to do. So I, I write for them. I'm also a member of POMA, which is how I met you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Even a really great organization. Show, yeah. yeah. But POMA, we reconnected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also work at a very large sporting goods store currently. It's called Shields, and I run the hunting shop. So I've been doing that for a couple months now. Very good. And Cindy, last but not least, introducing yourself. Um, I'm Cindy Wynn. Um, I'm from Houston, Texas, and I fish for Columbia Sportswear. Um, I've been doing it for... This is like my fifth year. Um, I fished all my life and I kind of honestly fell into um, the influencer stuff kind of, I think, just right place, right time. And um, I've been doing it now for about six or seven years. And um, actually, Gabriella is the person that 
it's really helped me no, grow no. for the last year here because <laughs> I I contemplate. I, mean, I was working in corporate America, and um, you know, I went to school for supply chain management. I thought that was like the coolest thing, and I was, um, you know, I thought that's what I wanted to do. And then I started doing a lot more sport fishing. You know, growing up fishing, I was it was more um, sustenance a little bit. You know, because my family um, was in like the, the commercial industry for that. But um, as I started growing, getting older and learning how to do things like sight fishing and stuff, I started to appreciate the sport more and then sharing it on social media. So after a while, being uh, in my desk was not was not where I wanted to be anymore. You know, and, you know, I just started asking myself, like, if I'm if I'm on my deathbed, like, am I going to really wish I was still I had extra days in the cubicle or you know, doing what I love. And, um, I had a lot of people in my life who were like very influential, um, in the outdoors and stuff to like, really like, no, you could totally do this, you know? And Gabriella was one of them. And I mean, I spent a lot of, a lot of tears (laughs) and time thinking about this because it's, it's scary leaving, you know, a comfort zone there. Mm -hmm. But, um, I finally made the leap in December. So, now I've been actually finding ways to uh, make um, a, a lifestyle and income out of um, being on social media and sharing my experiences. And a lot of it is just because I get a lot of people who tell me that the stuff that you do is so cool. Like, I can't I can't wait to like when I retire to do stuff like that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Didn't cost that much, you know, and and like and. I, my blog probably needs to be updated this winter, but I just, I go on so many different trips and I connect with so many different people. And my way of sharing it back is like, if you look at my blog, I kind of share like the destination, who you, who I'm fishing with, um, where I stayed, how much it costs. Like I try to make that like easy for people like to approach me and ask me because just being here um, for the last couple of days, people are already messaging me, asking me, you know, how did you get there? Are, are you being paid for this? Or, you know what, or uh, how much does it cost to be there? And, you know, that's the kind of stuff. It's like just kind of teaching people that like, you don't have to wait till you're retired to do stuff like this. It's yep. totally accessible. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we live in America. We can do anything. Do you know how much fishing and so hunting and, you know, all these outdoor activities that there is access to? Yes. So. Um, I think sharing that stuff is important, and I'm really excited to be connected with you guys. So yeah. hopefully I'll learn a lot more. Absolutely. The gist of this podcast is what some of our fish tales are from fishing today, and I want to gauge some of your impressions about fishing in Georgia if you aren't local or native to Georgia, and just how it compares to some of your other fishing experiences. And if you have uh, always targeted trout found this to be interesting compared to other trout experiences because I think many of us have had some trout experiences and when I first came here I was really astounded by how big the fish were and I think people underestimate how plentiful trout is here in Georgia so talk about what your impressions are here and any stories you want to share from the day (laughs) this place is incredible um I fished Georgia about two hours north of here um, a couple Thanksgivings ago, and I had to like check myself for a second because I, 
I started to think, because I grew up thinking the ocean was the best and living on the coast and I want a beach house one day and stuff. And then I got up here and I was like, maybe I want to be on the river instead. It was Mm -hmm. so peaceful. Mm -hmm. And um, my friend was really patient with me on teaching me how to fly fish. And that was the first time because my first experience was with my boyfriend at the time. And that was that did not go well having your your boyfriend <laughs> teach you how to fly fish. Like, All right, give this up. And and he he actually, um, you know, Sam ran the world's largest saltwater fly fishing term in the world. And when I got him to to teach me, he was, he's like, I don't know how to do this stuff. And I'm like, Well, <laughs> come on, yes, you do. You know, so it's mm-hmm. just it's just a frustration between that. And so being out there and and fishing in a river in Georgia and just seeing a whole nother you know it's just it was so relaxing and and uh and I just fell in love with it and I caught biggest thing was I caught fish you know and it was cool because like over, over there too it was catch release only so um I don't know and then now coming here this place is incredible I mean I've I've upgraded every trout that I've ever caught over and over and over so now like today was what I thought I could, what I thought was the best yesterday, now is today. So um, it does was it set the bar high. Yeah, it definitely does. You all would agree. It and like, set the bar high. <laughs> yeah, no, this place is this is not a normal fishery, and I I would definitely tell anybody who wants to get into fly fishing that they should try to visit this place because the guides were so accommodating and they made me feel very comfortable, you know, um, and. It's beautiful here. It's so peaceful. Yeah. It's comfortable. I don't know about y'all, but I got in bed and I did not move. Like, <laughs> out. Like, the other beds are so comfortable. And um, Mark's been really good at hosting um, and his whole family. So, I don't know. I've had a pretty amazing experience. I've never I've never hunted hog before at all. So and we got it the first time we got here. First, shoot, the first shot. Yeah. Gabriella got her, hers down two, two shots down. We couldn't find mine. So we found yours. <laughs> yeah, but I got it on video. We yeah. saw, we, you could we hear proof. the pig squealing. Yeah. And, uh, and then we found mine. So that was, that was really cool. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm really glad to, you know, have the opportunity to come out here and I definitely come back. <laughs> Anyone else want to share their impressions so far of what the fishing experience has been? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just amazing. For me, living in Florida, the one thing that I really miss is the season of fall. That Christmas in the air and the gorgeous colors of the leaves. And I wish that I could communicate that effectively through, (laughs) you know, through our conversation. But it's just, it's, it's just been such a, a, restorative experience being out here on the water and spending time with all of you and I've been this is only my third or fourth time fishing for trout I've caught a few drawn brown trout before but never a rainbow so Mm. today was awesome because I got my very first rainbow and then another rainbow and then another rainbow um (laughs) but you know it's just yeah I mean the food has been amazing We've had some phenomenal meals. Lorenzo, our chef, has been just absolutely fantastic. The cooking demo he did last night yeah. was so educational and interesting. And and it's just, the, I mean, the accommodations here are top-notch. I mean, yeah, super, super comfortable. And, 
you know, such a, a warm, friendly environment. And I just think that, you know, you know, all of us being here together too has just been a phenomenal experience getting to know each one of you a little bit better and fishing together and yeah. sharing these fish tales. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else want to chime in? I think this place is outstanding. Like just the the scenery, the southern homey feeling. Yeah. I don't get humidity anymore, which I miss sometimes not in the summer <laughs> but you know it's 30 degrees and snowing back in Colorado and here it's that warm sticky humid air which I don't mind this time of year because you know you get the smell of the acorns and the leaves and the crispness you get to smell that mm-hmm. um and it just made for a really really great day of fishing um I haven't caught big trout since I first started fishing and that was like six years ago um, but I'm used to catching like, you know, 14 inches is huge to me, but mm-hmm. like 14 mm-hmm. inches or less back in Colorado, like little brook trout, little browns, like it's fun. But here we were just catching fish all day, <laughs> all day. You and Emily awesome. big, caught a lot. Big old you got the biggest brown trout. Yeah, I caught a brown trout, which never fails. I always think it's a snag every time I catch a brown trout. So I go to recast, and oh, there's a fish there. They They stay to the bottom. Yeah, they they put up a fight, and the Mm -hmm. the brown trout that I caught today was very different colors than what I'm used to. Mm. They're you know gorgeous. They put up a fight. Um, I mean, we were just in the fish all day long, and I'm. You know, that makes for a really great day of fishing when you're actually, mm-hmm. like, catching things, good company. Mm-hmm. It was exciting to see her catch fish. Yeah, like first, yeah. Every time first she one. landed one, I got probably probably just as excited as she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good, like, it's just all fun. And the guide, like, you know, would share his setup and why he did it that way and yeah. helped me learn, like, maybe... This is a future rig that I'm going to use back in Colorado. Um, he just was very insightful and, you know, helped if he needed to help and kind of stayed to the side if we were getting it and just kind of let us do our thing. And he was very helpful. And this place is, I slept like a baby last night. I kind of want to figure out where that comforter's from so I can get it. <laughs> um, but this place is gorgeous. I would come back in a heartbeat and definitely recommend anybody to come here. You don't think I've even had, you know, people ask me cause I tell them where I'm going. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to Georgia to fly fish. And they're like, what? Like there's trout there. Mm-hmm. You don't think of Georgia as like this, you know, no? big mm-hmm. trout area and the so This river is very special. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It's definitely a little hidden treasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's been awesome. So the Soqui is actually a tributary to the Chattahoochee River, oh. which I mentioned. Um, I cut my teeth fly fishing on on the hooch, is what we call it. I'm from uh, from this area, so I've had the um, privilege of fishing the Soqui River before, but never this land uh, here. So mm. this has been an incredible, incredible day. Um, pulled a rookie move this morning never be late for fly fishing <laughs> <laughs> so I started a little bit we're, later but we're pretty, um, <laughs> uh, we're pretty low key <laughs> had the privilege of um <clears throat> fishing with Debbie and um I think um 
my takeaway from the day is just, you know, this land is, is so beautiful. It, um, you know, being able to see you pick up uh, my urinumping rig and, you know, get on a fish and having that first time experience, you know, reminded me of my first saltwater experience. So we all sort of share our journey as we travel this journey of life and fly fishing together. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I caught my first double the day after my wedding, which was almost a, a, a little over a year ago, and I caught a double today. So the, wow. You got the more mission. than one double. You got <laughs> yeah. like two or three doubles. <laughs> so yes. the trout are plentiful yeah. here, and boy, are they beautiful. Yeah. And they're feisty. Oh, they are. Just yeah. the yeah. fins on those fish, and, you know, I'm the Chattahoochee's uh, stocked with trout, mm-hmm. so, you know, we have no fins and rounded faces from hitting against the concrete at the hatchery. So it was really a beautiful experience to see, um, you know, some of these these wild fish out here. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I, so I, this was my first time actually going out and casting a fly rod and flies on the river and catching my first trout on a fly rod. Um, I had gone trout fishing over the course of my life, my stepdad was pretty in, involved in it, and we took a trip out west, and we went to Colorado, and we we caught some trout, and we cooked them up for dinner in the camper that night, too. Mm-hmm. But it's, fly fishing, to me, has always been something I felt a personal connection to that I just have always wanted to get into. It's just something that has just tugged at my heartstrings, and I'm like, I need to do this because I think that this is, this is like where my passion is going to be, and Today definitely verified that. Um, I the headwaters where we are right now is very much similar to Virginia. It is the mm-hmm. same mountain range that goes straight up through southwest Virginia where I spent a lot of my time and it's where a lot of my lineage is from. I go back and visit a lot, but I I I mean, I love it. I, I feel a personal connection because it's so similar to where I'm from and because I think I found my niche of fly fishing. I'm not saying. I have a lot to learn, a lot to learn. And as you ladies were mentioning earlier, it's a never-ending process, which mm-hmm. I personally am so attracted to, whether it comes to fishing or hunting or anything yeah. in life. I just totally. love continuous learning. Yeah. And so I'm so excited. Today was was simply just awe-inspiring just because of the camaraderie of you guys and our guides were just amazing. I know Chuck, who guided Lexi and I, was just so cool and collective. And like she said, he he would show us what he used for his rigs, how he rigged things up. He critique us, like the, the fundamentals of fly fishing was so patient. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got my strength stuck in quite a few trees today <laughs> yeah i think everyone of us got snagged i mean once. a lot but he was he was so patient and you know and was so generous you know like the, the equipment that he let us use that was, that was his stuff and i just very much appreciate the generosity just the atmosphere the whole time that we've been here the scenery the 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 being hosted you know the host here the how they've accommodated us, the guys, the camaraderie, like I just said, all of you ladies are so wonderful. And I've been thanking the Lord all day for this opportunity, and I truly think that, you know, he's led me here, and he led me to Siova, mm-hmm. which launched me into all these opportunities to be able to spend time with you guys and learn from you and, and listen to you. But um, I also, 
yeah, Headwaters is great. I've, I, I, before we even started fishing, I, I texted my fiance and I said, we need to come down here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Very I, good. I already know. I already, it's, it's fantastic. Make it part and, of your honeymoon. Yeah. And I highly, oh, yeah. highly recommend yeah. it for anyone who's new at fishing. I know yeah. I have a great understanding that I'm, every time I go out fly fishing after this is not going to be like it was yeah. today, no. but it is definitely an experience that I encourage anyone to come and have. That is huge because some of the, some of the lodges that you go to can, for fly fishing can be very intimidating mm-hmm. too because you know, like you said, so it is it can be an elitist sport, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've been to lodges in the past where I did not I did not feel comfortable at all, mm-hmm. you know, or if I was just the only woman there, and I was like, okay, you know, and I. It's, you know, it's just a different environment. This place is so accommodating and, I don't know, I would, I would Lay definitely... Lay back. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, back. And it's like... That's the, and that's the frustrating like, whatever thing. you want to do. You know, you want to keep fishing today? I was going to fish until Marty, you know, was Yesterday, ready. Yeah, because yeah, uh-huh. I was, I was not going to, like, tell him that I wanted to stop fishing yesterday. <laughs> and it finally just, like, poured on us. And he was like, all right, Sid... <laughs> he was like, I think it's time we gotta go. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. But yeah, if he didn't call it, I wasn't gonna call. We were wondering yesterday. where you were. Yeah, yeah. I was like, where's well, Sid? I was like, I fishing? thought I was gonna have like an extra because she said she was gonna be gone for like six hours. So I was like, okay. I was like, well, we're gone for like three. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, pick up everyone. <laughs> let me um, let me just fish for like two. He said we're gonna fish for like two three hours. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, we'll just fish for a little bit and then I'll come back and catch up on media and like you know get some footage of like the property and stuff and yeah i didn't get a chance to do that yet <laughs> uh-huh. well, you have plenty of time oh yeah so don't worry yeah uh-huh. for sure but it was it was cool and then being able to come back and tell you guys that the fishing is really good like really good mm-hmm. it was really nice and that and you guys proved that today yeah, yeah. So. everyone caught something which is great it's always <laughs> good when everyone can catch something yeah, oh, yeah. we i lo- i lost count we lost count <laughs> yes. Yes. which is all right. yeah we also chuck, lost a lot of fish today yeah. yeah chuck said that we lot we did lose a lot but we all, we did catch a lot chuck said you know when you lose count that's when you know you had a good day mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. that was super fun mm-hmm. yeah it's um, I've been seeing a lot of companies, smaller lodges, kind of tying this into, because we're all outdoor communicators in some fashion or form. I have cut back a little bit on some writing stuff, but I do a lot with this podcast and some other things. Of all of us, in some form or fashion, we do conservation, environmental stuff, uh, videography, writing, all that type of stuff. And it's really encouraging to see more private entities or lodges or companies start to host these types of events. And when Mark first approached me to help organize this event, I was like, what better way than to have a ladies immersion or cast and blast or cast type event um, just so people can get a feel for stuff. It's a bit more intimate. And I think that's a good way of doing influencer marketing. It's win-win for writers and communicators. And then the lodge owner can get a lot of stuff. What do you guys think? Do you think more companies would benefit from hosting this type of stuff? I think absolutely. And, and, and I think the big thing is just, you know, it's so important. I think when new people are coming into the sport and we're all learning to have that atmosphere of being approachable and, you know, laid back. And it's just, that's yeah. been awesome about this whole experience mm-hmm. is that I haven't felt like, you know, oh my gosh, well, what if I don't, you know, 
what if I don't tie my nymph on a certain way? Or yeah. what if I don't, you know, I mean, it's not, it's been great because I feel like everybody has been so friendly and helpful from the guides to yeah. Mark to, yeah, it's been great. I think if, I think that's a good comment. Like if you're going to host a cast and blast or do a cast and blast, keep in mind the mission behind it. Like, yes, we're all here to help market and do the influencing and stuff like that. But we also, I think everyone's done a really great job of keeping teamwork in mind. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, the hashtag going around, we're better together because we are like learning from each other. Like I've learned something from each and every one of you here today. And I think just keeping that in mind and, you know, yes, we've gotten our pictures and our videos, but I think, I think it's been in very good moderation, you know? Yeah. we have still taken the time to really put our phones away and really enjoy being here. Yeah. And, but, you know, we're still getting our media that we need to get. But as mm-hmm. soon as we do that, we go right back to really being present and yeah. enjoying what's in front of us. And I think, you know, every cast and blast will be extremely successful if that mindset and yeah. mission is maintained. I, I think you made such a good point. Like, we are all engaged with each other. We've all been mm-hmm. so engaged with each other on this trip. You know, in addition to the media, it's, such, it's been a great balance from mm-hmm. my experience. And to back to the lodge, as far as private entities being able to host these sort of things, as we mentioned earlier, it's all full circle. You know, this is all, we are all in this together. We're all giving back to the thing that we love. We're all trying to share the passion, our passion, with further, whether it's with, you know, others in the industry or with those that are outside of the industry trying, you know, that we're trying to get within. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, full circle, give them back, serve them, you know, serve others, and and it's going to work out for the greater good of the people, of who we need it to be working out for it, for everyone. You know, that's just inevitable. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. You know, the, the, the farmer that plants the most crop gets the most harvest. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. You know, and I think it's Amen. because we've done such a good job at that, that everyone's going to go home and really have positive memories and yeah. really have that like ultimate great experience because of that yeah any other comments about just what these types of events i think can help do in making outdoor communication more effective because we see a lot of even print magazines hard to get printed seems like it sometimes more inclines itself to men writers not that it's a big problem there are some problems with that but i feel like this is a better way sometimes to channel content creation then even going the traditional route of getting printed here or there or doing this but I wish companies would look to these types of events and not just pick the people with the most followers the people with who wield the most influence but up in commerce or people who are really unique and have unique um, niche audiences to come and experience things and to to learn that's what we, we came here to do but I think it'd be really beneficial if influencer marketing or just media type immersion events started to look more like this, more intimate, more hands-on. Yeah, absolutely. More down-to-earth, more getting back to, like I said earlier, the culture of it, our heritage of it, our passion for it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what what we're here for. And I think that that's so evident here at Headwaters is, on the Soqui, is, is just such... I mean, it's been in Lark's family forever, and you know, many, many places aren't like that. But it's just, it's all, it's also, it's rooted. You know, it's rooted in just what we love and and what we're passionate about. And, and I, I feel like that important. that family 
heritage and feel of being here at Headwaters on the Soqui has made us all, you know, I mean, it's it comes through. The hospitality comes through, and that's part of what's made us all feel so welcome. That's and Southern hospitality. Yeah, amen. It's amen. Not a myth, it's reality. It <laughs> is. I think you did a good job, like, you know, thank you for... My pleasure. Happy yeah. yeah. to help for all thank your you. time and coordination. Yeah, and it's yeah. fun doing this type of stuff. But getting people from different backgrounds and different yeah, it's important. areas of, you know... Everybody we do, yeah. like, some are writers, some are influencers, some are, like, getting a good mix. Yeah, it's important. Prevents, like, ego and competition yes. from getting in yeah. the way. Yep. It's really like just inviting me here, and it's a fly fishing lodge. Like, at first I was like, I don't know if I can do a fly fishing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I had to think about this for a second, like, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, this, this was a really cool experience, and... I don't know. I'm never going to find trout like this anywhere in Texas. So, <laughs> well, and the great thing is that, back. yes, yeah. I mean, a lot of us. This is only you know maybe our like within our first couple of times fishing for trout. So that's you know that's Cherry really pop. yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. But it was definitely encouraging to, this is a way for everyone to really get outside their comfort zone and try something yeah. new yeah. and have a blast doing yeah. it. Yeah. Being comfortable. The thing I appreciate the most is we all, I feel like we are all just being authentic in ourselves. That's how you have to be. <laughs> and I love that. That's so hard to find. Yeah. It's hard. Especially with, you know, women do have to stick together type of maxim. And it can be problematic, cutthroat. Everyone wants to be having all these likes and followers, and it, there's no competition. I mean, you can have competition, friendly competition, about who catches fish, but it seems pretty. Everyone's amiable, and we're not out to get one another. And that's the beauty of like when I was able to like sort through who would be good, has the right temperament to to enjoy things and to be attentive. Like it's really fun when that all comes together, as we all have been talking about. But yeah, it's important that you get different type of cross-sectional people from all over the place regions like every, i think the furthest west we have is colorado we have the southeast we have mid-atlantic we have here in georgia we have everything everyone from different fishing backgrounds and yeah it makes for a great weekend when you have I think we all have a mutual understanding of what we're all trying to accomplish here mm-hmm. too so you know help helping out the lodge you know bring people here and and getting more information about it and then also with each other because yes. now we can reach out to each other for yeah new friends yeah. And we are friends. already weren't connected <laughs> part yeah. of this journey yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. 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 for sure it's you know what like it, the fishing community is so awesome in that respect you know there are so many people that are so supportive and you know just from taking somebody some flies and getting them you know, excited and encouraged mm-hmm. about getting more involved in the sport, you know, to, yeah, to somebody who may be phenomenal at saltwater fishing or fishing for bass, but, you know, doesn't come to do <laughs> yeah. something like yeah. this. It's like, yeah, everybody has different strengths, and that's the cool thing because yeah, yes. we all kind of, like, help each other fill in the gaps, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is awesome. No, it's important, and this has been a lot of fun, and I thank you guys for coming all the way out. It was fun driving you all here <laughs> and emailing and, and corresponding, and we're going to try to replicate that here at the Lodge. I think I've talked with Mark about doing that, and hopefully we can do a repeat. Maybe we can do a repeat sometime in the future, too, where you guys can come with your respective 
significant others or family it's members. A reunion. And, yeah, we had a reunion. I mean, it, Atlanta's not too far. It was only an hour and a half, maybe two hours most. It's really not too terrible to, to drive here. It was, it's a really nice scenic drive, and I, it's worth it every time you come out this way. But thank you guys for coming on. Thank you, ladies, with your many talents, your skill sets, and your experience levels, talking about your experience. And I hope more people try fly fishing and fishing in general uh, from listening to this podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. If you enjoyed this episode of District of Conservation number 58, be sure to subscribe on your preferred platform, whether that would be Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and the other assortment of platforms available. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more episodes, go back a few episodes, hear the most recent one, go start at the beginning and download some episodes to send some love our way. If you really enjoy the podcast and want to see it heard by more people, leave us a review, share about your listening experience on social media or whatever your preferred method of communication is, and we would be grateful. So do all those three things if you haven't already, and that could help us send more people to District of Conservation. Make sure to check out the show notes to see how you can book a stay at Headwaters on the Soqui. You will directly hear from Mark. He handles day-to-day management affairs and he would love to set you up with a guided fishing and or hunting trip and accommodations at the lodge. I cannot recommend him enough. He is a character and a wonderful person to be around and he runs a very good operation. You will have no problem and a blast staying at Headwaters on the Soqui. Head over to www.headwatersonthesoqui.com to book your stay there. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll have a marvelous Thanksgiving and stay tuned for another double set of episodes next week on District of Conservation.